Today I want to talk to you about a Christian worldview. If you want to turn to Psalms 14.1, uh, that's the passage that I'm choosing as my text today. Let me say it to you. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. What is the source of America's moral disarray? Dr. Francis Schaeffer, a great biblical scholar, has tried to answer that question for us. He said that America's moral freefall is caused by secular humanism, taking the place of the Judeo-Christian consensus that once defined our nation's moral boundaries. Schaefer said that the breakdown in the family, over-permissiveness, abortion, euthanasia, pornography, and many more particular issues that Christians have trouble with are the symptoms of what's wrong in our world, not the cause. The cause of what's wrong is the majority of the people in the Western world used to think of our creator God as the cause of everything. Now they think chance is the cause of everything. Humanism means that man is the measure of all things. Modern man believes that matter and energy have come about by different episodes of chance. There's no value system, no law, no knowledge of anything beyond himself. There is no knowledge from God. In humanism, there is no knowledge from God because they don't believe there is a God. In humanism, all laws that we have come from those that are made up by man. No Ten Commandments, no word from the Old Testament prophets, no words or wisdom from Jesus, none of that. Just whatever a group of people think at a certain time. If our Supreme Court has no basis for law which is fixed, then everything is just described by chance. All parts of our value system are decided by a group of people meeting at a certain time, seeing the issues that are presenting themselves at that moment. Law is arbitrarily decided by a group of people who say, well, this is the best for right now. This is the best that we can do. That is why the values and morals are breaking down in our day. If you hold to humanism as your worldview, that everything is decided by man at any given moment, by how they feel at that particular moment, with no reference to God or to God's word, sorrow will be your outcome. Why is our society falling apart? It's because God is not our reference point. Our founding fathers were in the most part Christian. Not all of them were Christian, but when they gathered together to make decisions, decisions, the whole acted as believing that God was the creator 
and that God gave certain rights to men. Now, if you don't believe in God or that God gave us rights, you believe that the state gave us our rights. If the state gives us our rights, then the state can take our rights away. Our freedoms are not grounded in the Greek city-states as being taught across America in many universities, colleges across our country. If you read Plato's Republic, they never had the freedom in that day which we have today. Out of the 150 areas of populace, only about 25 of them really have freedom. What we have in our freedoms is really unique, and it was brought forth by a particular worldview. Schaefer says that the worldview is the Judeo-Christian worldview. He says that worldview was refined in the Protestant Reformation and rests solely on the Word of God. Carl Sagan taught that material and energy were shaped by chance in his book Cosmos. Now that perspective is being taught in most of our universities across America. In different areas of learning, the same worldview is being taught, material and energy being shaped by chance. That worldview is starting to be enforced by our courts. Jacob Bronowski wrote The Ascent of Man with the same conclusions. In area after area, the same worldview is being taught. When you say, this is wrong and this is right, you are speaking against the worldview of humanism. There are no absolute wrongs or rights in their perspective. The original Supreme Court understood that the laws that they were to make had a backdrop. And that backdrop was the Ten Commandments. The law of God gave foundation to what they thought. This was the idea when the founding fathers got together and wrote the Constitution. Now today, when judges and courts break away from the Constitution and legislate from the bench, when they decide things by what they think, the Judeo-Christian worldview is cut off and everything becomes relative. Where have the Bible-believing Christians been while our culture is changing? a consensus from the Judeo-Christian perspective to a consistent that is goes along with humanism, saying that's the way to go and everything is relative. There are no absolutes. Secondly, this morning, Christians have been silent. The radical liberal fringe in our society has been very vocal and demanded so many different things. Christians have been silent. Many of the bad things that have happened in our society, Schaefer says, in the last 40 to 50 years 
have changed the direction of our whole country. The churches haven't said enough. Preachers haven't said enough. Christian lawyers haven't said enough. Have the Christian doctors spoken out enough? No, they have not. Life begins at conception. Every biologist knows that. Every doctor knows that. Every nurse knows that. Have we been too silent where the rules of life and death have been changed? Yes. Where have Christian educators been? I went to Baylor University. One of the professors there with a Ph.D. degree was teaching intelligent design. That means that God was in charge, that God was the creator, that God was involved in the whole process. He believed from the study of his life that everything didn't just happen. Baylor forced him out. A Christian school fired a Christian professor because he believed in a creator God. Congress opens with prayer. I'm sure you all know that. Why do they do that? Just because they have always done that. The majority of the founding fathers believed that we needed God's help and God's guidance in the establishment of a free society. Have we moved into tyranny in our society? In many places, in many venues, you cannot pray. Sometimes when I'm asked to pray at some event here in Sun City Center, somebody will walk up to me and say, would you please just say in the Lord's name, not in the name of Jesus, because that's offensive to some of our members here. Well, why is that? It's because the humanists don't believe that you ought to pray in Jesus' name. They don't like your world view. Did our soldiers through the years fight and die on continent after continent after continent for the humanistic perspective? No, they certainly did not. That was not in the mind of one of them, that that would be the cause for which they rallied. This country was founded because those early patriots didn't believe in tyranny. They believed in freedom. We are facing today censorship in so many different areas. If you're a Christian and on your break at work, you talk to one of your coworkers about becoming a Christian and he or she reports you then you will probably get a strong rebuke from the administration. If you do it again, there's a likelihood that you will be fired from your particular job. Now, if anyone wants to run down Christianity, or if anyone wants to run down an evangelical church like our church, that's okay. If you're running it down, go ahead. But if you're building it up, if you're saying a word for Jesus, you're in deep, deep trouble. 
If Christians today don't begin to stand up for faith, for liberty, for freedom, in the not-too-distant future, we won't be able to stand up. It will be censored. What about your grandchildren? What kind of a world are they going to grow up in? Will preachers be unable to preach against certain sins? Because that will be labeled as hate speech. And if you say that, you're going to jail. I certainly don't want to go to jail. I wouldn't like the food there. And Cindy wouldn't be with me in there. Of course, by then we would have no chaplains. That would all be outlawed. As long as I have breath within me, I am going to preach the full gospel. If I go to jail, I go to jail. You know, Paul led a lot of people to Jesus in jail. Maybe I could lead one or two along the way as well. I guess we can do that. Can't we, folks? Can't we take a stand? We need to speak up. We need to challenge every step away from faith that the courts legislate in America today. Number three, it will cost you to stand for Christ. Do you know the background of the First Amendment? You know, we, we used to take these classes in school that taught us about civics, about America in the early years. They don't teach that anymore. That's over. That's done. You know what the background of the First Amendment is? There is a new and novel lie about the separation of religion from the state that is going across our country. Just in the last 40 to 50 years, that idea has been pushed, pushed, pushed by the humanists. It has no relation whatsoever to the real meaning of the First Amendment. The First Amendment was passed for two reasons, two and only two. First, that there would be no united church among the 13 colonies. They had experienced that in other places, and they didn't want to have to experience that here. So that was one of the reasons. The other reason was, and this is the one that has been so twisted in our day, the other reason was that the state would never interfere with religion. Not at all. They were not to interfere with religious beliefs in any way. That was the whole reason the First Amendment was accepted. Read Madison and the Spectators, if you don't believe what I'm saying. We do not want a theocracy. We do not want a certain group of people to get off here to the side and say, okay, everybody has to do this, everybody has to believe in this certain way about God and about the church. We don't want that. We want freedom. Freedom from the state. That's what our founders meant when they passed the First Amendment. 
Freedom means that religious people can follow their faith unless they are killing or maiming others as the radical Muslims do around the world. We want freedom for all religions, not just ourselves. The founding fathers of our nation stood and fought for that. We ought to be working for that same thing today. Why should we all do that? Because we believe in God. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. There are a lot of fools in our world today. The tide is moving against us. We need to stand up and be counted. There are many troubling things in our day. There is more terror today for children in the womb than ever before. There is more uh, retreating internationally by Christians than ever before. We are almost 20 trillion dollars in debt. That debt is going to have to be paid at some point. Today, we don't reward saving and investing. Today, we don't reward working in many cases. Today, we reward sitting on your hind end doing nothing for your government check. Now, I'm not talking about the elderly or those on Social Security. I'm not talking about those that are disabled. I'm talking about people that are lazy and don't want to do anything. That's the people that I'm talking about. Many of them are getting more money from our government than people that are working just as hard as they can at two or three different jobs at the same time. Equally bad is our Ninth Circuit Court that while back tried to make a ruling saying one nation under God in our Pledge of Allegiance, was unconstitutional. And we just couldn't have that in our pledge. Those people on the court are anti-American and anti-God. And we need to get rid of every one of them. On Christmas Day in 1776, Washington's army had collapsed from 30,000 at Brooklyn in September to 2,500 soldiers. Less than one out of every 1,000 Americans chose and had the courage to be with Washington on Christmas Day. Of that 2,500, less than a third of them had boots to wear. They wrapped their feet in burlap bags and they left a trail of blood marching the nine miles to Trenton. Washington decided to cross an icy river at night in a snowstorm, marching at night to surprise 800 professional German soldiers. They won a surprise victory captured all 800 German soldiers and reestablished the legitimacy 
of the revolution. Two weeks later, Washington had 15,000 volunteers that gathered together to make this land free under God. The password that night was victory or death. There are young men and young women all over the world in American uniforms today. They're all over. They're representing us. They're representing democracy. They're representing our country in every way that they know how. Some are in the State Department. Some are in the intelligence community. They're risking their lives for us today. It's because of all of them and all of those that have gone before that we are free this morning. But gradually, gradually, that freedom is going away. We want to remember those that have stood and are standing for us on this very day. The country was created by God's grace and people who were willing to say victory or death while marching in burlap bags on their feet in the middle of a snowstorm at night. We're going to have to find people like that again. Patriots who will stand against the secular socialistic left in our country and replace their failed system. We're seeing it, folks, in Venezuela today. If you want any evidence, just look at Venezuela today. Totally socialistic country. They're trying to find food in the garbage cans all over that country because people are starving to death. Nothing's working. Riots in every town square. Socialism brought them to that point. We need to replace that with free market systems wherever we can. We need to thank the soldiers today, those that have fallen and those that are still standing. God bless every one of you here today. God bless you. I think of Ed Sosa at Pearl Harbor. Bombs going off all around him. He was standing for freedom. I think about all of you that stood up earlier in the service. That were willing to give of your life, your time. Willing to give time away from your family, your job, your homeland. Willing to do all sorts of things to stand for what is right and what is just. And we are so proud of you and what you're about. Today, if there are any in the house that would like to take a stand for Jesus, maybe you've been coming to church for a long time, but you've been an observer and not a participant. Maybe today would be the day that you would like to come and make a public profession of your faith in Christ. 
to slip out, to walk down an aisle, to say, yes, I want to align myself with the people of God. We would love to have you do that today. If you're here, you're already a believer, you've served the Lord in other places, you want to be actively involved in the body of Christ, we want you to come and join with us and take a stand with us as we try and roll back the tide of humanism that is all around us. Today, I'll be standing down here at the very front. We're going to sing a hymn. If you would, just slip out. Slip forward. Be strong. Be strong in the Lord. And take a stand for him. I'll be waiting on you right here. Let's stand as we sing.